0: This is episode number 103 with data science freelance consultant, Emanuele Carbone. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today, and now let's make the complex simple. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast. Today I've got a very inspiring episode for you. I've got Emanuele Carbone on the show. Emanuele is a student who Adlan and I met during our road trip through Europe this summer. And why is this episode so inspiring? Well, this episode is so inspiring because Emanuele has only been in data science for just over a year and he is already running his own freelancer business where he is helping out massive companies with data science. He's uh, working uh, with one of the top football analytics companies in Europe. He's helping a restaurant, uh, he's doing a forensic project on the site as well in data science. And why I love this episode so much is because of the simplicity of Emanuele's approach. When Emanuele started out, he just went and learned something that he was very excited about. He learned Tableau. And the two skills that he brings to the table when dealing with clients are Tableau and Excel. That's it. Just simply with those two tools, even without any advanced complex machine learning or deep learning artificial intelligence without any R or Python. He doesn't need any of that. He just takes Tableau and Excel and he brings them and he shows how he can add massive value to clients and they hire him and they love him and he loves his job. He he is his own boss. He does what he wants. He uh, works when he wants and all of this, he created all this for himself just within One year of getting into data science. This podcast really shows, and Emanuele's example really shows that you can, if you really want to, you can find a niche for yourself and you can bring value to the world, even without spending years and years and years of learning data science. I personally like this podcast a lot, and at the end, we actually discuss with Emanuele why that is the case right now and why right now, this day and age that we're living in, why this is the golden era of data science. This is not going to last for much, much longer. This is the time and the opportunity to get into the space. So if you want to get inspired, you want to get excited, then this podcast is for you. And without further ado, I bring to you Emanuele Carbone, freelance data and science consultant. Welcome back everybody to the Super Day Science Podcast. Today I've got an exciting guest, my friend from Italy, Emanuele Carbone. Emanuele, how are you going today?
1: Hi, very well, thank you. I'm really excited to to be here. It's uh, such a great opportunity to yeah. be able to speak here, with you again.
0: No, I'm so excited as well because uh, people like guys listening to a podcast, you might know that Adlan and I went on a road trip this Uh, summer in Europe and we had like catch-ups all over the place with uh, students in different cities and Emanuele was on our very first catch-up which was in Florence and that's how we met had a great chat and I, I really thought your story was very interesting how you developed your career and what you're doing now so I thought it would be really cool to share some of it with the world so you excited about today?
1: Yes, because uh, I believe that having the opportunity to share one experience, uh, especially about this field of work that, is not uh, very common, could be an added value to uh, the experience to other online learners because many times uh, online learning is not seen as some, something that can be used in a partial way in a working place. And maybe today I can challenge that preconception
0: Awesome, that's fantastic. So let's get started by, I guess, by your background. Like, where, when, how long have you been in analytics and what did you study and how did you get into this field?
1: I studied uh, economics, but before that I wanted to be for like 10 years an engineer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had a change of heart because uh, I asked myself what are my talents, how can I best or can I use them at my best? Engineering was a good fit, but not the best fit. So I wanted to do something uh, always practical, uh, maybe related with mathematics, information, and I believed that economics was the right way to go. And data, sci- data science uh, was uh, something that I didn't I didn't expect to exist. So I liked uh, doing graphs. Uh, In my statistics class, I liked them very much, but uh, I wasn't seeing a job opportunity Mm -hmm. there. And after um, some um, browsing through Udemy, I saw the Tableau course. Mm -hmm. And even before watching the preview, I started going to the Tableau site. I didn't want to be influenced by (laughs) some Udemy, Udemy review. And then after I saw what I could do with this soft, uh, software, I don't know. Yep. Ideas uh, starting flowing through my mind and say, okay, I want to do that. I want to, uh, I want that people buy that from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so my career started shaping itself because all of my decisions started go- going towards the, the end goal of becoming uh, data scientists, a uh, business analyst that can use data to uh, make uh, decisions. So, I see data science as a, a tool mm-hmm. to do my my work. Gotcha, gotcha. And there, that's uh, like, how
0: long ago was that? Just how was that? Like ten years okay. ago? How long?
1: <laughs> no, not no, not so long. It was just one year ago. One year ago. Yes, almost exactly 1 year ago, uh, my startup that I founded about 2 years ago, uh, after going well for some months, I with some EV disagreement with my colleagues started uh, to collapse started, uh, started to collapse the society. So I wanted to change uh, radically what uh, I was doing and uh, data science was uh, something that was Affiliated with my previous occupation because I was doing marketing research, Mm -hmm. uh, website development, uh, business planning, and uh, it was like the natural uh, complementary field to go. And Mm -hmm. and so this is, uh, it it was pretty random, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, but I was lucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I want to point out to everybody is that why I asked this question, because actually I, I know Emmanuel's story quite well. We, we had like, at that catch-up, we had a long conversation and he told me all about himself. The, why I asked that question is because it's very interesting that it's only been one year. And so now I'm going to ask Emmanuel to tell us what he's accomplished in that one year. It is mind-blowing. Like Emmanuel has gone from actually doing this, uh, this work that he's always been dreaming about to now he's got his own, he's he's working as a freelancer, right, Emmanuel? So he's he's working on his own time. He's providing <laughs> consulting services. He's uh, living a very interesting and fulfilling life. So tell us a bit more. Like in this one year, you just started in data science a year ago. What do you what what did you get to
1: now? After my startup uh, failed, let's say. Th- it, uh, pretty bluntly, I had almost 10,000 years of debt. Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In just... 10,000 uh, f- euros of debt. Years of debt. Yep. In just four months of hard working, I was able to move out from my parents' home. I, I'm 23 for the audience, so in Italy, it's very, 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 very difficult. Being able to move out, getting out on a, on a home of uh, my own, Uh, I do the job when I want to do it and I continue to to receive job proposal because the skill uh, data science skills are so rare Mm -hmm. in the job market that as as soon as you can you are able to do one or two things well people start looking for you. Mm -hmm. So now I'm working uh, as I said before as a business uh, consultant and business analyst and uh, I mainly work with two companies and then I do some other freelancing work One of them is voicecout that is the leading uh, company for uh, um, football and data analysis solution so again data related work and the other one is restaurant consulting company that mm-hmm. uh, create new restaurants mm-hmm. so um, very different fields again the one that, and now i'm doing a different business is about the digital forensics so you have uh, data science can be applied to really many fields because you can use uh, your skill uh, again for every kind of business once you get the, the right approach it's easy to switch from one to another because in the end the the process is the same stays the same this career is very is very fulfilling because um, it's not really uh, about the economical compensation Mm -hmm. it's about uh, being heard Mm -hmm. so people uh, value your advice people know that when you speak it's not because you feel to speak is because you have done some serious calculation about uh, about your speaking about your advice you're really getting insights from the information before using them. So I work mainly with people that are 10 years, 15 years older than me, and they treat me as their equal. Mm-hmm. So I I work with the CFO, with the CEO, with the general manager. I don't work with someone that is below mm-hmm. their level. It's, I always I always work with the executive level and I believe that with, without data science I wouldn't be able to do that because I I don't have the the gravity to so speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very very impressive. This is all at uh, just after one Tableau course in one year and at the age of 23 years old. Like this is a a very good testament to the fact that it is possible. There's a lot of listeners out there who are just starting to get into the field, who are, um, you know, thinking about how, how to get, uh, you know, like how to try it out, get their toes into the water and so on, how long it will take. It feels like, you know, from all these job descriptions that pe- that companies require four or six years of experience on, so it feels like it'll take forever to get traction, to get momentum, to get a job, to get, to become uh, financially stable and uh, be able to continue growing in the space. And here's an example, Emanuele, just one year and he's already doing this. So, Emanuele, for those people listening out there who are just thinking about getting into data science, that maybe come from a similar background to yours or maybe from a different background, what would you say to them?
1: My only piece of of advice is um, don't start doing 1,000 things, okay? Uh, Let's just start with the simple one and do them really really well become uh, the best one to do simple things and then start growing from, from there don't be interested in acquiring many skills but uh, specialize in a, very, in a in few skills that you can that you can sell so uh, in my case uh, what I wanted to do I, I started with Tableau then I moved to Power BI and then I started to create all the, the skills to build database and to analyze the data with Excel. So I what I want to do, I, I created a, a, my little environment of skills and application and then I sell it. I, I know that in that particular field, I'm really, really, really good. So I, I don't have uh, many more competitors. Right. So uh, my advice is uh, don't start from now to go to machine learning, uh, IE and other uh, advanced programming. Let's start with uh, the, the basics and master them. So build your, um, your blocks one uh, at a time and uh, it will, be, it will uh, pay off because you will have a really uh, strong foundation that you can build upon because maybe tomorrow uh, Tableau, Power BI, Python, there will not be any of them, but uh, the approach, the concepts, the fundamentals of how the work must be done, those will remain with you uh, forever, mm-hmm. okay? It's it's about the concepts, not, not about uh, the tools. The tools Fun- will change.
0: Fantastic, fantastic advice, can totally... Uh, vouch for that, the concepts are much, are much more important than the tools. And that's, you know, that, that's the whole philosophy why data science is such a transferable uh, set of skills. It's not just because you can apply, data is data everywhere, but also because this whole thinking, this whole critical thinking and uh, the approach that you take to solving problems, you once you know it in one tool, you can transfer it to another tool and another tool. And as Manuel says, you never know what the tools of tomorrow will look like. Concepts and methodologies, they don't change as rapidly and they help you grow. That's what helps you grow further and learn new concepts and methodologies. So, Emmanuela, I had another question for you. Uh, Like, it's okay. So, once a person has found where they want to start, and as you say, start with simple things and get very good at them, once they've done that in terms of their learning and training and upskilling themselves, how do they sell? Like, how, how do you go about selling? How do you go about approaching okay. clients and so on?
1: Okay. I sell uh, one simple thing. I I answer questions. Mm-hmm. So, you can... So, uh, my when they ask me, what is your job? I always say, it's uh, halfway um, between an accountant and a fortune teller. <laughs> so... <laughs> Pretty so... They, they test me, doing me uh, a bunch of questions. So my job is, ask, uh, is um, answering questions and resolving problem. So my customer doesn't really care how I do that. Mm-hmm. So as I said before, data science is a tool. You don't need to sell the tool. You have to sell the final product. So uh, I... Do you want to know if you have uh, a, a shot to sell your product in uh, in Albania? Okay, let me do the the thinking. I will come with an uh, with an answer. So does uh, does the answer satisfy you? Pay me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do not pay me. You're not satisfied. So uh, the first approach is, uh, is all about what do you need? I will provide it for you. And then after that consultancy becomes like, uh, they become dependent from the consultancy because they always have someone, uh, that can be a benchmark for their business because as a data, Uh, analyst you uh, as a business analyst you can create an optimal economical situation so if there aren't many external variables that uh, interferes with uh, your model with uh, your business model what will be your your revenues output so i have to calculate that that and then I confront it with uh, the actual uh, the actual uh, revenue stream. So uh, thanks to that, they are able to to gain insights to their business. Uh, maybe I have the cost too high. Maybe I have the revenues too low. And when you talk with the customer and you are able to identify some critical point about their business, they will uh, pay you because they pay you with the money that. They can save from the cost, or that uh, I, I, they can have more revenues. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, yep. if uh, it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, I don't, my 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 personal my personal trick. First question is about free use. I you see that they like me, and then after that, it's uh, it's it gro- uh, starts growing. Yeah. No. So see, yes, my data. I believe that. People that do data science can be uh, maybe too technical. Don't focus on the technical side because people don't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. People only see the end product, sell the end product. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, no, that's that's a great uh, way of doing it. And well, thank, thank you for sharing your approach to clients and, and building and growing your client base what would your advice be to people who want to follow in your footsteps want to also uh, you know learn some basic skills and then go out there and freelance what would your advice be for finding the very first client when they don't know anybody they don't have somebody to work for is do you have any tips on that
1: first uh, strategy i I will suggest is to go to some client random client and do the first five work for free Mm -hmm. completely free but the only thing that you get is to be able to create a white paper about that work mm-hmm. so that you can build the first portfolio. Mm-hmm. After that, the sixth client, you will say, OK, this work value was 1000, 2000 euros. OK, yep. so you, in this way, you, the future clients can see uh, the quality of your work and you uh, will be saying also its value. So you can say, okay, this cost the client uh, 2000 years, but he cut the cost of 10,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if uh, you give me 20% of what you are not Spending mm-hmm. I, I believe that is a fair deal
0: Okay, so you reduce their cost by 10,000 and they will only pay you 20% of that which is 2000. So it's fair yeah, I agree.
1: It's it's not um, about the price, but all, always about the value of the mm-hmm. of the information. If customers don't see value in what you do, you will never be able to sell what you're doing. So mm-hmm. this is uh, my my main yeah. suggestion. Gotcha, and I can totally
0: also uh, um, like sign under that. That is a that is the most probably safest and smartest approach when you the first couple of jobs you do for free it's it's a lot of work and of course we all want to be rewarded for our work but it think of it as an investment investment into your future career into getting started i can give an example from my own personal life that personal experience in this that the first when i when i like every mostly most people know listening to this uh, know that i teach uh, courses online and when I very first started, which was exactly three years ago from to like from about today or maybe three years and one month ago, my very first course, I published it for free. It was a, a course on programming for uh, the foreign exchange market. And it, it, I put in a lot of time. It, I was very nervous creating that course because it was my first one. I was very um, like it took me a lot of effort, re-recording, spent weeks creating it. But I put it up there and I put it out there for free, completely free and it was free for months it was free for like 2 or 3 or maybe even 4 months and i just wanted people to sign up and i think my second course was also free and i just wanted to show the value i can bring to the world i knew that if i make it a paid course because i don't have any name and your reputation nobody's going to buy it or maybe you know five people are going to buy it and uh, that that return would have been great it would have been like very encouraging but it's a strategic move to sacrifice your first return in order to build up that portfolio, that resume, like you say, it's very important to talk to the client that you'll be able to showcase the results in, in the form of a paper, a white paper, a presentation to others, even if it's desensitized, but to showcase and get a testimonial from the client as well, uh, so that you can then showcase to future clients. It's it's a strategic move. It's important and pretty much like in any kind of where you're starting out, especially if you're starting out on your own, if you're not have, if you're not getting any like seed funding, any capital investment, and so on, when you're by yourself, you're just bootstrapping this whole process, it's a very uh, wise way to get started. And not only that, but also because you, like say, for, for me, when I was creating this first course, I had no experience creating courses. So I knew that I was going to make mistakes. I knew I was gonna, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be anywhere near even great uh, level of quality and uh, value and so on. So I knew that I've got a lot of learning to do. And if I had charged money for that, then people would have been being unhappy. But because people get, get it for free, they're more likely to be less unhappy and more helpful in giving me feedback on how to improve and so on. So there's a couple of benefits to that. It's just sometimes you've got to bite the bullet and uh, get into it that way. And then after that, after the first five jobs, things, you know, start, you start getting momentum. And then as Emmanuel says, you can start uh, charging for those, uh, for those next jobs that you're going to have. So, yeah, that's how to get started. I completely agree. And, and everybody, I think, knows, uh, like, a local mom and dad shop or some local store. Or somebody or a friend has a friend who has a pizza shop or something who you can go to for this very first job. And then some. Then they, they might have a friend who you can go to the second job and so on. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Maniel, was... Your progression of skills. So you said you started with Tableau, which I think is a fantastic place to start. I always even in my data science A to Z course, like that's why I recommend starting because it's so easy to pick up. Then you moved on to Power BI, which is very similar to Tableau. So it's a very quick transition there. Then you build on your like Excel analysis toolbox, which by the way, very impressive. Um, The things that you were able to do, like you mentioned, a forensics company, a forensics uh, project, like a football company, a restaurant company, like uh, quite a few things, and just with this simple toolbox, you were able to to help so many different companies in in quite a few projects. What's next for you? What what have you got your eyes on next that you think is an important step in your learning process?
1: I believe that uh, I have to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now I'm pretty um, confident in uh, in my basic skills and I want to move on on more advanced skills. So maybe do uh, doing the same job, but uh, with different tools to understand, even to do some uh, research projects, because I want to create um, dynamically what I'm doing uh, now manually. Mm-hmm. So I, I want uh, the final step uh, I believe uh, will be being able to write uh, algorithms for machine learning that are able to do what I'm doing now each time for every for every job so my, my goal is that to create uh, I don't know an um, Emanuele AI <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is able to do uh, uh, many tasks for me. Mm-hmm. or maybe different kind uh, of ai that uh, can see different patterns in data so i have a lot of ideas and now i'm just uh, i'm taking some months to uh, to experiment different fields i'm writing down what i want to do i believe that is as important as doing it because uh, without a pattern i will not be able to create skills that are applicable to my job. So mm-hmm. maybe I like uh, very much Java, mm-hmm. but I cannot use it. So why learn it? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm clear. So because the most useful uh, way to to learn s- some new skill is uh, I, I use um, very often this trick. I sell a job uh, work that exceeds my uh, actual skills Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so uh, now i have now i have to learn it so Mm -hmm. i have (laughs) have no choice yes uh, now you have to learn it and in this way i i um, I always have something that keep me uh, keep me pushing Mm -hmm. through my limits and uh, i believe it's working because i i see almost immediately the fruits of, mm-hmm. my, uh, of, of, my, of my labor. Mm-hmm. So if I spend 20, 30 hours learning some new skill and then 50 hours practicing it and applying to the work and then the customer is happy. Mm-hmm. So in, in that way, I, I have um, a really uh, emotional experience with uh, with the learning process and the,
0: and the job process. Mm-hmm. It's, gotcha, gotcha. Very, very interesting. Like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, uh, and locking yourself in by, you know, committing to a project in that outside your comfort zone. That's that's a very like bold move. A lot of people would first learn something, then then only do a project. But yeah, this is really cool. It's uh, kind of like very daring, but you know, it works. It's good. Okay. So, and another thing I wanted to ask you is. I know this may change for you going forward. Like you, you've got a huge career ahead of you, and you know your preference might change. But right now, what is your what is your target? Like you, you're you're a freelancer. Do you are you planning on staying a freelancer for forever? Are you planning on starting your own company? Are you planning on maybe joining a company at some point? What, what are you? What I know it might change, but what does it feel like right now?
1: Okay, my final goal will be to become a professor. Mm, A professor at the university. Yes, uh, yes, master courses and so on. uh, uh, Courses for professionals Mm -hmm. um, rather than university courses. Mm -hmm. And I would very much like to create a company, a consulting company. Mm -hmm. Because uh, now I have more work than I can do. So Mm -hmm. uh, naturally, I will be searching for someone to help me. So it's not that I want to do a company, but I feel like I should do, mm-hmm. because it's it's a natural process. And the first company didn't went well, but now I know the errors that I made. So I believe uh, that uh, I should give uh, another shot. To create something so I believe it is about creating value and this will give me uh, much more credit as a professor because mm. uh, many times you have professor that never worked uh, never really worked a day in their life mm. they only did theoretical work this I believe will be in really important for my future students and uh, my My colleagues to have a practical background and and experience to uh, really apply how to apply the knowledge I as as I said before a lot of knowledge isn't necessarily Better than Mm. less knowledge but put it uh, real at
0: work Mm -hmm. more practical, okay, and so That's very interesting uh, like a goal why Why do you want to become a professor why would you why do you
1: want to teach people because i am, i believe a consultancy consultancy is is a lot like teaching i really like giving advice uh, a lot of people come to me to receive advice even to not to matters that are not related to work because they trust my opinion they trust how i think and so uh, I believe that doing, transforming it in uh, a profession uh, like uh, being a professor will be uh, one of the best way to put it to at use, mm-hmm. because a professor is someone that is uh, has a really huge impact on the future life of their students. A really good professor can change, can literally change the the course of of life uh, of a student okay mm-hmm. and uh, i believe that that is creating uh value for someone not mm-hmm. just doing some analysis yes that that is but i i would like to have a much more profound impact on the life of of someone and teaching would also allow me to do a lot of uh, research maybe it's not uh uh, applicable right away but i can uh, think of out of the box i don't have uh, the boundaries of uh, of a company mm-hmm. and uh, will be really funny
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's so cool i think that's a, that's a fantastic future that you've uh, envisioned for yourself you, know, you have a company of consultants working on the side you're gonna be a professor teaching and changing people's lives and it's all totally possible and how different is your life now compared to a year ago before you started into data science? Like how, how do you feel about this transformation that you've gone through?
1: The biggest change is is about I feel about myself. So when I was doing the um, my previous job, I always felt, okay, this is a good fit. Okay, I'm good at doing it, but I feel like I, I'm not I cannot become one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if you can relate to that but as soon as I started moving to this field I the dots uh, started connecting and say okay uh, my talents are very much uh, aligned to this job to this mm-hmm. profession I can give 110 percent what I was doing before I was I always felt I was uh, limited because i I was good but I wasn't really interested mm-hmm. in it yeah. And so in this uh, field, uh, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm really confident about myself. And this is what I believe it does the uh, most work, um, work for me when I relate to the client, because client feel that uh, I'm confident and they trust me. And so it's a virtuous circle.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, fantastic. That's a fantastic uh, way to feel and to uh, you know feel about your present and your future is it's uh, definitely going to encourage you to keep that momentum going and get even more experience. So I got a couple of um, questions for you that are kind of like about what's been, you know, like going on for you in this past year of data science. First one is what's the biggest challenge you faced as a data scientist in this past year? What's the biggest challenge that you faced?
1: Okay, Uh, it was a recent one. Mm They asked uh, me, um, the CFO, one of the company, asked me a really difficult job. It was to do a treasury budget for the, I believe, uh, a treasury budget is uh, a forecasting of the cash flow for the next 12 months to do the short term liquidity of a company. So in practical terms, you have to forecast what a company will have on their bank account each month. Mm. So as you can see, let's just think about how many variables there are in a company, even a small one. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, a lot of costs, a lot of different type of costs, different stream of revenues. So uh, my job was to create a model Mm -hmm. uh, based on the actual data to forecast these, uh, this stream of revenues and what consequences will have on the long term for the company. So it was a, a conceptual challenge rather than a technical one. But uh, in the end, the, the model uh, become uh, almost 40 page Excel model, a different kind of database that wow. interact with each other yes it was really difficult and the executives were blown away Mm. because uh, they didn't expect that something like that could be uh, could be made
2: Mm.
1: it was a really analytical job and it took uh, about one month to complete one month only for one job
0: that's crazy and uh, how were the results were the results pretty accurate when you compare to the?
1: really 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 accurate because it they needed it to uh, understand when and how much they had to ask to the bank for a loan, and how much uh, they needed for a capital increase. Yeah. So the implication of the work were really really heavy. It was a lot of responsibility, and so you, in economics, you also have to to understand the differences between the economical side and the and the financial side. Mm-hmm. So the model had to take in account both of the aspects of each transactions and of each variables.
2: Yeah, wow.
1: So that was uh, really difficult, but uh, in the end uh, I I was so happy when uh, they view it. Yeah,
2: that's
0: that's pretty crazy. Like I'm, I'm sitting listening to you here. This is like, I don't know what I was doing at 23, but I would, you know, like I cannot imagine like on my own going up to executives, CFOs and CEOs and building a 40-page Excel model. And you're just like talking about it so confidently. Like guys, listening to this, if you ever meet Emanuele in person, he doesn't look 23. Like I, I honestly thought, mate, I thought you were like my age, 28 or like 30 or something like that. It just, I think this, you got a lot of life experience, which is great, which is, is on your side. Thank so you. It's really cool to hear these things are going good. Okay, so next question. Uh, So it might be the same answer, so if it is, then we'll move to the next one, but maybe you have another Mm -hmm. answer. What is a recent win that you can share with us that you've had in your role? Like, you've talked about this project, which sounds like a big win. Is there anything else that you would like to mention?
1: I believe that win, it's not a recent one, but Maybe the, um, the most important win of this year is the is the task that mm-hmm. I received from from one from the Westcout scout company. And that was OK. You have to redo completely our informative process, our financial informative process and our marketing um, informative process must be you have to do it. All again, we uh, we want you in the next two years to rewrite all the dashboards, all the all all the flow of the work. We want you to to be the the lead person for that. Mm-hmm. So was that the win was to be uh, recogni- recognized as someone that could be do it. Is the ability to think of something that you want to do and have. Uh, the the power within a company to actually doing it so and changing the way uh, the people works in in a better way so giving value to each person that uh, collaborate in the process of uh, building that information and uh, it's uh, really challenging but uh, it's a it's a really challenging work, but uh, it's uh, it's giving me uh, so much uh, satisfaction to mm-hmm. be able to do it.
0: That's really cool. So you're not only getting the fulfillment from delivering a successful project, but you're also helping people in their roles through your work, which I can totally relate to. It's uh, it's very. Uh, it's a very powerful thing it's like it's a it's a next level you're not just delivering something which actually helping people do their jobs better and more efficiently which is really cool so yeah congrats on that sounds like a like a big one thanks okay next question oh this one what is your one most favorite thing about being a data scientist what what inspires you the most what makes you like wake up in the morning with a smile and you go go and do this this amazing work that you're doing
1: okay the, this is a simple one mm-hmm. <laughs> is the ability to answer questions as i said before if i want to ask myself what if i i did that and what would happen if i uh, we did that so uh, data science together with modeling give gives you the ability to create uh, theoretical scenarios and understand to Play with them, so you really can create your little world and then experiment with it, uh, putting variables together and see what happens, seeing patterns through that through data, uh, see uh, what happens uh, when people change their behaviors. So is I believe data science is a technological tool, obviously, but as a really Heavy social uh, implication, mm-hmm. so it helps you uh, understand how people behave.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, so, that, that's that's very very, yeah. No, that's that's a great answer. I think, I think you found something that uh, you know everybody finds their own thing in data science, what they love the most, and it's great that you found it. And I think it's something powerful that's going to keep uh, driving you forward. And for those listening out there, it's it's important to. Identify what's what's the most inspiring thing for you because, like that's that's what ultimately is going to keep you going, in any kind of activity. Not just data science it can be sports and can be uh, relationship or maybe maybe relationships is a bit of a stretch there, but um, that's a bit different. But in activities and uh, jobs and stuff like that, it's very important to understand what, why exactly you're doing it. What's inspiring you the most. All right. And uh, to wrap this up, I've got a philosophical question, which I like to ask our guests. From what you've seen, you know, like you've got a, a very short but very saturated experience in the field. In one year, you've gone from like zero to, to where you are now, like consulting and doing lots of different work and uh, knowing lots of different tools. From this journey that you had, this very rapid growth, and the things you've seen along the way where do you think the field of data science is going what does data science two or three or five years from now look like and what should our listeners what would you advise our listeners to prepare uh, in order to be ready for the future that's coming
1: my personal opinion uh, this is uh, not based on calculus i will say data science business uh, i believe is going in the same way of the website business mm. there will be one end where data science will become increasingly increasingly simple Mm -hmm. so everyone will be able to do data analysis Mm -hmm. like everyone now is able to do a website uh, without uh, getting without having really experience in doing so without Mm -hmm. having the knowledge or the skills so Mm -hmm. data science will be uh, even more broadcasted to Mm -hmm. the general public but these Will become uh, a da- uh, danger mm-hmm. for the real data scientists because they, their work will become uh, sadly less valuable mm-hmm. because ah okay even i can can I do that. Mm-hmm. So this is what uh, happened in the website business. There is uh, constantly uh, the prices are uh, constantly fo- falling because uh, they can everyone can get a website. And if you want to really be uh, ahead of these uh, phenomena and you want to do real data analysis, you have to be always informed, be always to keep keep kept up to, to with the latest trend of the business, and you want to create a real value. To your uh, data insights. So my goal is to be on the high end mm-hmm. of of the data science. I know that uh, there won't be uh, enough business analysts and data scientists able to analyze or and crunching all the information that each new device provide. Mm-hmm. But what you, you what uh, we have to do is to to not focus on on the low on the low end. We have to we have to keep pushing up to the, to the more sophisticated tools and way to approach the, the business, to creating value, uh, not only creating some dashboards, uh, putting mm-hmm. some nice colors, because everybody mm-hmm. in in short in a short period of time will be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about how many f- financial forecasting applications you have only for your phone, for your pocket money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Google Analytics, uh, there are all, already so many dashboards ready to be used mm-hmm. how can the real question is how uh, can i add more values to uh, to this dashboard okay gotcha. it's not only it's not, it's not only the ability to be able to process the, the data okay but, but to extract information
0: mm-hmm. understand so to to summarize like very interesting how uh, the, this podcast went like we started off Uh, With uh, you know the recommendation for people to starting out to start with the basics and get very good at the basics And then now we're finishing the podcast with in the future. The basics won't really will become uh, like um, Democratized everybody will be able to do them So you will need to know how to add value in more sophisticated ways so kind of like my my takeaway from this is uh, that your view is um, that right now but like based on what you described, and I can I can agree with this that right now it's a great time to be in data science or get into data. Yes,
1: science. it's it's the golden age because yeah. we are there are few of us we can do we we can do the prices. Yeah, but we have to be ahead of the uh, general market phenomena.
0: Yeah, no, it's so uh, cool. This podcast should should be titled the Golden Age of Data Science. This is this is fantastic. Like. Guys, listening to this, if you think of getting into data science, you saw what Emmanuel could do in one year. This is not going to last forever. You know, three, five, definitely ten years from now, the like you say, like the website business, these skills are going to be so democratized, it's going to be much harder to break in, you're going to have to start higher. Right now, you can start low, build your way up, and within that those three, five, ten years, you're going to be performing much more sophisticated work, adding more value, and you'll be on this wave. So it's good to get on early. So Thanks a lot for that overview. uh, For sharing your experience, fantastic. Thanks to Um, you, Kirill. Yeah, can you tell us how can our listeners get in touch with you, and uh, connect with you?
1: Okay, Mm, I can send you my email address, and we can keep keep in touch by email. And I promise I will uh, update my LinkedIn profile, and I will send it to you. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I try my I will try my best. Yes.
0: sounds fantastic and uh, definitely definitely do that guys uh connect with M- Emanuele on linkedin i've got a feeling he's got a very exciting journey ahead it'll be like very interesting to follow i'll be following along see see what you're up to in a year and how you're how you're going with everything and I have one more question for you final question what uh, do you have a book in mind that you can recommend to our listeners that can help them become better at data science or just pro- propel their careers forward
1: uh, okay, I believe that the best book—it's not about data
2: science—is
1: mm-hmm. uh, is called Freak uh, Freak Economics by Levy. Yes, is it? It shows how can you use data to answer uh, incredible, uh, incredible, silly questions mm-hmm. like, uh, for example, why drug dealers live uh, with their moms and. <laughs> This uh, is uh, really important to be able to uh, th- uh, to understand how to think outside the box mm-hmm. and how to use data and the economical approach to uh, be able to answer questions. So you have to, um, I, I believe that this book helps you uh, give a broad understanding of uh, what you can do with the information provided from the environment. You, uh, as a data scientist, I believe that you must not have preconceptions. Mm-hmm. So you have to listen the data, you have to, there are some variables that you have to keep in mind, but you have to be uh, enough humble to admit that you know nothing about the environment that you are going to analyze. Yep. and so uh, using silly problems uh, is a great way to start thinking about it, and it gives you the ability to build the what if mental framework.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So gotcha. flexibility, yes, flexibility is one of the most important uh, skill I believe in, in this fi- in this field of work. You you because it's more difficult to uh, answer a, in a serious way a silly question rather than a, a a serious one mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah yeah no i totally agree and uh, i haven't read it yet but i've had a few people recommend it to me so might check it out uh guys called free economics by Stephen lepitt and Steve, uh, Stephen uh, dubner so once again emmanuel thanks a lot for coming to the show and by the way i forgot to tell you thank you so much for that bottle of wine that you gave to adlan and i when we were there we we had it it was, uh, it was fantastic uh,
1: uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. I think it was a white wine, so is it was it white yes. wine? Yeah, it was white wine. Yes, Th- yeah. Thank you. It was, Bu- it was lovely. one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks we'll definitely to you, have to catch up sometime soon. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Creed. Have a have a nice day. You too. Bye. So
0: there you have it. That was Emanuele Carpone. And very inspiring story. I hope you were able to pick up lots of insights from here. Uh, for me personally, of course, the most inspiring and exciting part was uh, how Emanuele, within just one year, this is like, I've heard of people getting, uh, becoming successful in data science in three years, but Emanuele's example tops all of that. In just one year, he is a, his own boss, he's running a freelance data science consultant role for himself, he's helping clients, he's enjoying his work. It's really mind-blowing and it's very inspiring because that means that anybody can do it if uh, they really want to. So make sure to connect with Emanuele. You'll find a uh, URL to his LinkedIn at uh, wwwsuperdaysciencecom 103. Make sure to follow his career. Also, at, that, uh, website you'll, at our website, you'll find the transcript for this episode and the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, I really wish all of you the same success as Emanuele. Of course, in your own ways, in your own direction. But uh, if you, this, this field is so new that you can always find different, unique ways to add value. When you find them, you can create an amazing career for yourself. And I can't wait to see you back here next time. And until then, happy analyzing.